Good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome to our midweek podcast this evening for Mavilla Presbyterian Church on Tuesday, the 23rd of March. You're all very welcome as we come together this evening uh, to worship our Lord Jesus Christ. As we continue uh, to look to the cross, to look uh, to what it means uh, to follow God through these days. Uh, we're coming very close uh, to Easter time and uh, uh, over uh, these last weeks we've been looking at a series on looking at the cross. Just a little note that next week there won't be any podcasts because uh, as we do each year, the, church, the Presbyterian churches in Northern Ireland are coming together for Holy Week services. Uh, so there will be uh, services from Tuesday night next week until Friday night uh, um, for the Holy Week services. So please uh, tune in uh, to them. Also, uh, please keep in mind that next Sunday, Palm Sunday, will be the last Sunday that our church uh, will be closed for public worship. Uh, On Good Friday, uh, Friday the 2nd of April, uh, our church will be open uh, from 6.30. The service will start at 7 p.m. Um, and then on Easter Sunday, uh, our, our church building will be open from 10.30 for the service starting at 11 a.m. Uh, if you're wanting to go to either of these services, please uh, get uh, let Brian Turtle know. Uh, his mobile number uh, is on the uh, uh, slides at the start of our uh, services. And also his mobile number is on the description of this podcast as well. If you want to get in contact with him uh, to let him know that you will be at one of these services. We come together this evening uh, to worship God. And as we do that, let me read uh, some opening verses from Psalm 113. Praise the Lord. Praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Let the name of the Lord be praised, both now and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to the place where he set, it sets, The name of the Lord is to be praised. We come together to worship God. And as we do that, let us come to him in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we approach you this evening, we give you thanks, Lord, that you are the one who continually speaks through your word. You are the one, Lord, who will look to direct and guide us in that way everlasting. Let us, we spend time in your word. It is never wasted time. It is never going to be a time, Lord, in which we will regret. And we will always look to learn from it. And we thank you for this, Heavenly Father. We thank you for the opportunity to know of your love to us in the Lord Jesus. And Lord, we long to praise your name this evening to lift your name on high, to know of your glory and power. For Heavenly Father, in the world around us, there are many things that look to capture our attention. There are many uh, who look to control and have power, yet their power will always be temporary. Their power, Lord, will come and go. But in you, Lord, In you there is great and lasting power. You are the everlasting God, 
the one who is in control of all things, and we thank you for this. Lord, we come before you this evening, longing to share our lives with you. And Lord, we come confessing times in which we have turned away from you, even over these last days. And Lord, we ask that that we may know that assurance of your hand upon us, that we may taste that forgiveness of the Lord Jesus. And Lord, that we may continue uh, to look uh, to the things of you. Lord, soften our hearts, Lord, to your word and help us take it in each day in all that we do. Heavenly Father, we ask all these things now in Jesus' loving name. Amen. Before we come uh, to the reading of God's word this evening, we're going to begin with an item of praise. This praise is sung to us by Jonathan Ray and his family. A title of the praise, O Praise the Name. And I will rise up. 
Bible, please turn with me uh, in our reading this evening, uh, looking at the last part of the Suffering Servant's song, uh, reading verses uh, in Isaiah 53 from verses 10 to 12. This is the word of the Lord. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and to cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days, and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. After he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many, and he will bear their iniquities. Therefore I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life unto death, and it was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Here we end the reading of God's word to us this evening. Let us come to God in prayer before we think a little bit about this. Heavenly Father, as we approach your word this evening, Lord, we give you thanks for the gracious uh, and uh, beautiful truth that it is to know of the servant king, the Lord Jesus. The uh, plan that was put in place right at the start of time so that we may know you and Lord, that we may taste that victory in your name. Help us know this, Heavenly Father, uh, through these days. Uh, minister to us now, we pray in your word. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as we uh, think about this passage this evening, one of the things that are questions that I want to put to you uh, this evening is what do you think of other people? For what do you think of other people? affects how you relate to them. Isn't that right? Uh, if we uh, think of someone who can't be trusted, then we're not going to relate to him in a way that we would relate to others who we know uh, we trust greatly. How do you think God uh, thinks of you? Does he want to spend time with you? It is an important question because it affects how you relate to him. It's a question that's addressed here in these verses as we see Jesus, the servant's victory and his relationship with his people. How deep is the love of God? Uh, a while back in the 80s, uh, the well-known Loch, uh, Loch Ness uh, in Scotland uh, it was found uh, by a, a boat skipper called George a a Edwards. He was taking part in a routine Coast Guard exercise in the waters of the loch and he noticed uh, on the ship's sonar that it recorded a depth of 787 feet. It was a good 37 feet more than had been previously recorded in the area. And then in 2016, a boat tour, uh, a tour, a tour boat a skipper recorded a new depth in Loch Ness with the equipment that he had. Uh, a guy called Keith Stewart found that the loch goes to a depth of 889 feet, 
well over a hundred feet more than was recorded in the 80s. In some way, uh, the depth is really unknown of this great lock, um, of how just truly how deep it really goes. But how deep is God's love? Describing Jesus as a Passover lamb, Peter, uh, in his letter at the end of the Bible, says he was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. This is a supreme um, a picture of God's love, the divine love. The Lamb says in Revelation 13, was slain for the creation of the world. The cross was always going to be the centerpiece of history. The universe was constructed as the stage for this act. How deep is God's love? We would never know were it not for the cross. The cross is like a weight line by which we gauge the depth of God's love. This is God's eternal plan. The Son of God would plumb the depths of sin and hell in our place. And all the world would see just how far his love goes. We look on and cry, worthy is the Lamb. And as we look at this passage this evening, we see that Jesus will see his offspring. These are not physical offspring birthed from a mother, but spiritual offspring birthed by the Holy Spirit. Jesus will rise again to see new life come to his people. God has accepted the cross as an offering for sin, and proof is the empty tomb. And so every day new people are being born again as children of God. There would be no Christians and there would be no church were it not for the cross. And there would be no new Christian and no church growth except through the preaching of the cross. And that is why Paul says uh, he was determined to preach the cross, to preach nothing except Jesus Christ and him crucified. It's why the cross must be at the centerpiece of all that we do. Jesus has suffered But now he has satisfied. In Hebrews 12 it says, For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame. This cross is not an empty gesture. It had a purpose, and that purpose was joy. The joy for which Jesus suffered is for you. And the word justified means make righteous or make right with God. It is the same word used to describe the servant. The righteous servant makes us righteous. The servant was condemned by humanity. Back in verse 4 of this song, we considered him punished by God. But God has vindicated him by rising him from the dead. His resurrection is God's declaration that his servant was in the right all along. For the resurrection turned the world's verdict upside down. The condemnation of Jesus by the world became vindication by God. Those who are in Christ get turned upside down in this process. The condemned become justified. Sinners are declared righteous and Jesus is satisfied. God does the allocating in the first line. He gives many people to the servant. 
And the servant does the allocating in the second line. He invites us to share in his victory. Do you remember how the song started back in chapter 52, verse 15? He will sprinkle many nations and kings will shut their mouths because of him. And we find the same idea uh, as Isaiah begins and ends his song with the same note. At the beginning, the servant cleanses many. And here the servant justifies many in verse 11. At the beginning, the world falls silent as the servant is vindicated. At the end, the world is defeated and the strong are allocated as plunder. What is the servant's reward? It is us, you and I, God's people, the church, and Jesus is satisfied. What's our reward? At the moment, uh, we're designed and beset by the world around and here in our modern world, we are mocked and marginalised increasingly uh, for following Jesus. Elsewhere in the world, Christians are persecuted and imprisoned. But the strong don't win. We win. In fact, we've already won. For Jesus has risen from the dead. Jesus has received the victory. He is like an athlete receiving a gold medal. A hero being honoured. And why does Jesus deserve this reward? In verse 12, because he poured out his his life onto death and he was numbered with the transgressors. And this ministry of Jesus never ends. He lives forever and he lives forever to secure our place in heaven. He is there before the Father as a permanent reminder of his finished work. Our place in heaven is as secure as that of Jesus himself. Jesus lights up heaven with his glory. He sits at the Father's right hand for his sufferings are complete. The victory he has secured and the price he has paid are the wonder of heaven. Angelic choirs sing his praise while he begins above all powers and beyond all danger. And what's he thinking about? What's on his mind? It is you and me. How can we hear without amazement, uh, said Charles Spurgeon, that his heart steals away from all heaven's joys to remember such pure creatures as we are make incessant prayer on our behalf. It's as if Jesus constantly slips away from heavenly party held in his honour to ensure that we are safe and secure. How does God think of us? It is that great depth of the love shown to us by the cross. Surely this will make us cling to him. Come closer to him, longing to know more and more often each day. To know of that great love he has for us in all that we do. Let's take this in mind as we come uh, to this wonderful time of Easter. As we think of uh, what God has done for us. And let's take that time to spend with him in all that we do. We're going to pray.
praise God again now with another item of praise sung to us by Jonathan Ray and his family entitled The Power of the Cross. became 
as we look um, to take some time uh, in prayer for others this evening as we close, I, I want to continue to read uh, some more words from the psalm that I started with this evening, Psalm 113. Starting at verse 4, it tells us, The Lord is exalted over all the nations, his glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God? The one who sits enthroned on high, who stoops down to look on the heavens and the earth. He rises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. He sits, he seats them with princes, with the princes of their people. He settles the barren woman in her home as a happy mother of children. Praise the Lord. As we come to our God this evening, let's keep this in mind, the God uh, who is continually uh, looking uh, upon us, looking to direct and guide us, keeping us safe and secure. Let us bring others before our God in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we look to you this evening, we give you thanks Lord, that you are the God who is worthy of all of our praise. You are the God who is aware of every situation that is going on in our lives. And you long, you long to be part of our lives, to be directing and guiding us uh, to your gracious and loving ways. You long for us uh, to turn to you to save your beauty and your glory. And Heavenly Father, we lift up before you one another this evening. We want to lift up before you those who are hurting at this time. We continue to pray, Lord, for those who are feeling anxious and unwell at this time, asking, Lord, that they may come to rest in you. Lord, that you are the one who is able uh, to bring a sense of relief a sense of comfort and a sense of restoration into their lives. Help them know this, Lord. Help them see uh, of your goodness and love to them in every way. Heavenly Father, uh, we lift up before you our our plans, Lord, for uh, the uh, reopening of our church building. We uh, lift up to you, Lord, plans that we're making for the future, Asking, Lord, that these are all uh, in your hands, that they we may look to honour you with all that we do. And Lord, we lift up before you those uh, in uh, our uh, government at this time. We lift up before you those who are making vital decisions about our way of life over uh, these coming months and years ahead. And Lord, we ask that there is that awareness, Lord, Uh, of your controlling hand upon all things, that they may look to honour you, Lord, with their lives. And Lord, that it is uh, that awareness, Lord, of looking out for those who cannot help themselves, looking out, Lord, for those who are the weak of society, that we may become uh, a community and a society longing uh, to help others, Uh, to show your love, Lord, in every way that we can. 
Heavenly Father, we lift up before you our young people through these days as well. And we thank you, Lord, for the many pictures and the, the, the news, Lord, of young people going back to school over these last weeks. And Lord, we continue to pray for those who are wanting to get back. Uh, and we pray, Lord, over uh, this uh, Easter time, Lord, that there is uh, no more um, uh, uh, rising of numbers uh, of the pandemic. And that uh, after the Easter holidays, uh, there is an opportunity for all school children to get back into the classroom safely. And Heavenly Father, we long uh, to uh, spend time with you. And we thank you, uh, Lord, for this time of year. We thank you for the opportunity over these coming weeks to reflect on the cross and what it means for each of us. To know, Lord, of the sacrifice that you made. To taste of your love for us, Lord, uh, fresh again. We pray for the times in which we are listening in our homes uh, to messages. We pray, Lord, for those times in which we are able to get back out into your church building. And we ask, Lord, by your Holy Spirit, bring us together. Help us to know of your hand upon us in all that we may do. And Lord, we ask all these things now in Jesus' loving name. Amen. Thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, And please, uh, I pray that you may know God's rich blessing over uh, these coming weeks ahead. Uh, We finish together uh, with the words of the benediction. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God our Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen.